Welcome to another exciting episode of Dungeon Crawlers Radio. Uh, we've got everyone here. We've got Revan and Quest, Tyrannus, Dr. B is on the line, and the wonderful and amazing Tracy Hickman is in uh, once again tonight. I'm being held against my will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know how much against the will, but, you know. Okay, I drove myself here. Yes. Okay. <laughs> in the snow, there you right? go. which is just weird. It hasn't snowed in forever, and now it's snowing. You know, people in Boston are going to think we're just bragging. I know. Yeah. Because they're, like, getting like, dumped on, if I remember it. I know. Hampton's the most houses on the second floor this week, as <laughs> I understand, in Boston. Wow. Yeah. That's... We actually ship it, some of it. It would I, be I, nice. I understand some of the people in Boston, actually, that they've been um, pushing it into the bay as quickly as possible. It's uh, not exactly a tea party sort of thing. Yeah. But yeah, they've been they've been shoveling snow into the bay as much as possible, just trying to get rid of the stuff. Hmm. You know, here we're going to be wondering what to drink come August. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, if there's some sort of a relief effort that's involved here, please send us your snow, Boston. We would love to take it for you. Big old shipping containers, refrigerated shipping containers. Ship it back. Better fly it here. Dirigibles. Yeah, like, like, we could use dirigibles. Yeah, there that. we go. Yeah. yeah. Or we could back. go, you know, super freeze the stuff, suborbital. We could take it and just have it shower down. <laughs> that could be good. Get a late, late snowstorm. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you, you've Commentary got... Commentary snow, I kind of like that idea. Yes. I'm going to write yeah. that down. I'm going to put that in a book. There you go. It's in a book. So you've got a lot going on. You've got, <laughs> the, you've got the new book, Unwept, uh, which is the first in the night, Nightbird series. Yeah. You still have a Sojourner Tales that's out there. Yeah. Uh, plus, you have a Kickstarter starting up, um, Ascendant or Underworld, Underworld Ascendant. Ascendant. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And plus, there's I'm sure there's more on the plate. Well, and, and of course, I'm still lead story designer over at Shroud of the Avatar, which is pretty exciting yeah. stuff. And uh, it looks like um, we've actually uh, so we did a book for the Kickstarter, if you remember, that Blade of the Avatar, yeah. which we did as a serial for them. And we've actually sold that into Legacy Publishing. Um, wow. So not only are they going to want but they're going to want two more in addition to that because obviously nobody can write in less three books. Um, so uh, there'll probably be two additional books in, in the uh, Blade of the Avatar series that we'll be doing in support of, uh, of uh, Shroud of the Avatar, plus continue to work on the game uh, game story for them over there. I'll also be um, helping uh, define a bit of the world, actually, uh, for Underworld Ascendant, which is actually... Um, in the same general universe mm-hmm. as uh, Shroud of the Avatar, and kind of connected, um, at least um, um, genetically, 
um, to uh, Richard's work. We're in fact operating very closely between uh, uh, Shadow of the Avatar and, and uh, Underworld Ascendant. Uh, and Underworld Ascendant is um, is a current Kickstarter. I haven't checked the date to see how they were doing. Um, but uh, I'm a stretch goal actually on Underworld Ascendant. If they if they reach their stretch goal at uh, 750,000, then I'll be doing a novel for them as well. Wow. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited about that one too. It's uh, because it's world tied in. Mm -hmm. um, I'll be able to use um, a lot of uh, what's been developed. Um, or at least part of the background has been developed for Shroud of the Avatar and translate that and connect that up with uh, Underworld Ascendant. Um, so I'm very excited to actually be working with these guys and, and uh, helping them define uh, their background uh, over there as well. Just, so I've got a few things going on. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, is that nice that you don't have to create a whole new world, that they already have that world built, but you get to define it and kind of put those finer strokes to it? Well, one of the things that I really like about um, everything is that, uh, especially working with computer games and, in, and media in general, is that um, the it's a collaborative environment. And uh, ever since my days, ancient of days at... Uh, uh, TSR, I've loved working with collaborative, um, collaborative ventures. So I, I really do love, um, I really do love uh, working with people. Mm -hmm. It's one of the things I'm looking forward to actually in other worlds. The, they, um, they have some of the world somewhat defined, mm -hmm. and some of it is is, is largely defined by um, uh, the history of it. Um, uh, the original underworld area was actually part of Ultima. Uh, in the past, and um, uh, and they've they've gotten the rights for most of the back, everything except the name. I understand. Okay. Uh, and and so it's you know it's very much a next generation um, sort of underground MMO that they're that they're building over there. Um, so I, I like uh, it's not so much that I like coming into a world that's that's pre-built because building worlds is what I do. Mm -hmm. um, what I really like about it is to be in touch with new creative people, get new creative thoughts, and and to take those things and weave them into something that is new and, and exciting. So that's that's um, probably the biggest uh, excitement for me in terms of uh, Underworld Ascendant. Um, everybody needs to go out there though and back this Kickstarter and, and be part of this awesome game uh, when it's built and comes out. Yeah, not only that, you can get a cool book. Apparently, yeah, yeah, so, yeah by by an author, a guy, a guy who's actually written books before. I know, and, yeah. and knows his stuff. So I that 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 sounds really cool that they're bringing that back and that you know they're retuning and kind of refining it even more. Yeah, if you just go to Kickstarter and, and type in Underworld. Actually, I think it's it is the first thing that comes up, if I remember right. Um, and uh, yeah, the more people we get involved in this, the better it's the better it's going to be. But for that matter, of course, uh, the shot of the avatar is really coming together beautifully, and uh, the world that's that's being built there mm -hmm. um, is phenomenal. Uh, it's beautiful. Um, and and of course you can sign up over there for that right now and become a part of that. Everything's changed, of course. It used to be that when you chip a game, it'd be in a box, right? And yeah. Go and, and buy it someplace, and, and it'd be like done. But um, but today it does just doesn't work that way. Right. Uh, today you become involved in the project 
as it's being developed, really, in, in a lot of ways. And Trout of the Avatar is very much that way. There's an awful lot to do over there right now without having even flip the switch on the uh, mm-hmm. uh, on the on the story game part of it. Um, the continuing development that's going on over there uh, and, and systems design, uh, implementing new features and, and testing new features. It's actually pretty exciting to be a part of that. And uh, so yes, please uh, come come uh, come to Kickstarter and back uh, Underworld Ascendant, and by all means come to Shroud of the Avatar and, and become part of that. That's 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 uh, well, a lot of where my head. I'm is. just kind of reading over this for uh, Shroud of the Avatar. Uh, so it has episodic content, which is done mm-hmm. by Richard uh, Garriott. Yes, Richard and, Garriott. And yourself. Uh, there is a single player offline mode as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's 40 hours of story. Uh, there, uh, selective multiplayer modes, classless character system, uh, which you build through 20 different skill trees, uh, player-driven economy, skillful combat, PvP, and pay once to play, which I think is amazing. There's no subscription fees at all, so yeah. um, most games out there kind of, you know, especially Warcraft, we all know, have that. Um, you know, and then jumping over to World uh, Underworld Ascendant, there's only seven days to go, yeah. and there's already over 10,000 backers on this Kickstarter, and nearly have met that, that 600,000 goal, which, that's that's impressive. Well, it is, but we need a lot of people to come in here in this last seven days. Yeah. Um, my my stretch goal kicks in, I think, at 750. Mm-hmm. Uh, last time I looked, they were on track uh, to beat that considerably, but you can't do it without help, so we need people to come in. And coming and back this project, we do have a lot of people uh, that that want to play. They're very excited about that too. But um, uh, and yeah, they're they're almost certainly going to make their nut. But I want to get them up there a little bit. Yeah, you know, I, sure. I want to write this book and I want to be part of this. That's exciting. I mean, and even the pledge amounts, you get quite a bit of really cool stuff uh, for this. And go out, run, and uh, definitely back this. I, this is amazing. I may have to go do this as soon as I get back home. Absolutely. Everybody uh, should. Everyone. 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 Go back. Yeah. Yes. Everyone within the sound of my voice. Well, and then you'll get a really cool story written by Tracy. Um, I, I'm excited about the, the Shroud of the Avatar stories. Those continuing. That, that'd be fun. Yeah, I'm really excited about it. We actually wrote uh, uh, four new chapters for the novel. Um, that'll be in the public uh, publication version, the print version, mm-hmm. uh, which uh, not only do some better definition, I think, of the story in that book, but uh, very nicely set up the uh, remaining two books that we've got uh, that we've got ahead of us. Some uh, pretty exciting times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, how do you find time? Because you know, we know I know you have your family and. How do you find time to spend time with them and your oh, gosh, wife with all of this? I, just I know. With all of this on your plate, it's it's just amazing this balancing act you must have to do. Well, you know, we've we've got we have we have these two projects I'm doing in the mm-hmm. digital in the digital realm. Um we've uh, got Sojourner Tales, which I need to develop a couple of new uh, new games for, uh, new game modules for Sojourner Tales. Um uh, I've got uh, we're currently also writing the second book in uh, the Nightbird 
States, mm -hmm. which is called an honor. Okay. Um, so I'm, that one is under deadline. I've got to get that one done. We're also finishing up the Moredale book. We've started releasing more chapters in that book, uh, and hopefully we'll get that done in the next couple of months. Um, the Joys of Gremlins. So we just dropped off there. So, uh, I, I just think, I, I still believe that my cascade of information probably overloaded the internet. That, that could have been it. There was such an overload that it just went crazy. Yeah. But in addition to all of these other projects, these creative projects, I'm actually starting a company. Wow. Um, and uh, that's that's taken up a lot of my time hmm. more, uh, more recently. Now, is that something you can talk about or, or no? No, I can, yeah, oh, I can okay. talk about that. So, so what is the company that you're starting? Um, well, the company that, that um, I'm helping to start, actually, this, uh, a bunch of us have gotten together in an LLC, and, and uh, we've actually been running, build, building and running this company here for over a year Okay. now. Um, uh, actually, more like a year and a half. Well, the company's been in existence longer than that. Um, uh, it's a, it's a company called Communitext, um, C-O-M-M-U-N-I-T-X-T. Oh, okay. Yeah, communitext.com. And what we found is um, uh, when we first came into Communitext, we found a lot of capabilities that were there. What we've since discovered is a lot of application for the capabilities that are there, and that's that's part of what I do. I'm, uh, I think I'm uh, the vice president of operations uh, over there, and so I'm I'm kind of in oversight over the different aspects of, mm -hmm. uh, of the operations in there. Um, but it's technology that helps artists and writers um, to connect with their audience uh, much better. Uh, it's a technology that I use, actually, when I go and, and go to conventions and, okay, and public the, appearance. Okay, that's the, the text number. The, yeah, it's the texting thing. They can text in and they get a message back. They text in, on. they get a message back, or they text in to be part of a contest, and we select a winner through the contest. Mm -hmm. Nice. But it's uh, we can send polls out to people. But we found that there's uh, wonderful applications for this in a broad, uh, a broad swath of, of areas. For artists, it's important, and for and for artists, writers, mm -hmm. um, creatives, it's important, more important than ever today, to be in touch with the audience. Yeah. And uh, so we try everything we can to do that. You know, we, social media, of course, everybody has to be on social media someplace yeah. and, be, and try to connect with the audience that way. Um, most of us run um, email um, newsletters, sorts of things. You know, trying to get people to subscribe to email newsletter types of things. Um, uh, yeah, we all tweet uh, in, in in our various ways. Um, but what we discovered is that texting is the most effective form of being in touch with with our audience. Um, and this this is uh, this is a true figure across the board. Um, if you if you email a hundred a hundred people, a, a percentile. If you email a hundred people. Only 11 of them are going to actually open the message. Right. Yeah. So you just open the message. And only 3% of those are going to read it. That means 97% of your audience is completely lost to the message, whatever you do. The nice thing about texting is that 97% of the people who receive a text read it. 
because it's short. And it's from somebody you know. Well, that's what they're commonly doing throughout the day anyway. Get, get a move up. Right in the mind. They're commonly doing throughout the day anyway is reading text. Exactly. That's how they're communicating. And so 90, 98% of them actually will, will open the text and read it. And surprisingly, 70.3% of them will act on it, will click through this right. to a link that's on there. Um, so, you know, this is really an unprecedented um, advantage in terms of communicating with your audience. And especially if you can, you know, so easily gain audience. I mean, we've even used this on Facebook. We'll, we'll publish a meme on Facebook that says, you know, text this word to this number and, and be entered into our contest. Or text this word to this number and, uh, and, and we'll give you information as to how to pre-order our, um, our game at the next convention and we'll have one waiting for you there. Mm -hmm. um, worked tremendously well for us. So this, this works better than just doing Facebook contests? Just Absolutely. Like, share kinds of things? Well, Facebook contests, of course, are a problem because they're throttling your access to your own audience. Right. Um, not every, you know, it, it, yeah. Unless you're paying gobs of money. There's unless you're paying a lot of money. Then people are going to actually see it. Are actually going to see your message, which means you're right back down to email percentages again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The, the, the best thing for an artist today is to be directly in touch with their audience. And that's why that's why we built this. We're actually using this in a number of wonderful ways. We're, the company itself actually has been running conventions um, in the educational field for um, the last um, well, more than a decade, really. Mm -hmm. um, what we want to do is be able to take these technologies into the convention realm and, and are, have taken these technology to the convention realm. Um, so we can go into a convention actually and improve the experience across the board for everybody. Yeah. Um, yeah. With, our, with, our, with, our, with our systems, we can actually eliminate every line at a convention. Wow. That would be amazing. That's something a couple of big cons in the area would uh, appreciate. Well, yes, yeah, so a couple of those come to mind. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, we, were at, we were at Fanex and, and uh, uh, saw the line for Tom Felton. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you saw that line. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I How saw many it. people do you think were in that line? Uh, well, I mean, that, I know that room was packed, and that room could hold 2,500 people. Yeah, the line went from his, for his uh, photograph uh -huh. session, went from the photograph area all and the way. And it went right through the middle of the floor. Right through the middle of the floor. Yeah. And, and so, they, you know, there's, you know, two, three thousand, four thousand people in this yeah. line. And I, you know, when I look at a line like that, <clears throat> what I think is, these are four thousand people who are disengaged. Oh yeah. These are four thousand oh, unhappy, yeah. definitely, who paid a lot of money to be here and they're standing in a line. Yeah. These are four thousand yeah, yeah. people who are not shopping at the vendor booths mm -hmm. and not attending other people's seminars and they're not in line for anybody else's autograph. Yeah. Well, and not only that, they probably only had. So they waited in line for two hours, three hours, for five to 15 seconds of his time, and then they're ushered off. And so. then they're ushered off. Here, boom, here's your picture, and now you're done. Yeah. yeah. See, and, and with the system that we mm -hmm. have in place, we have this wonderful virtual line system that's that's part of our package. Mm -hmm. And with this, with this line system, you let your phone stand in line for you. Mm -hmm. you, you, text the, you text the keyword into the number. It registers what order. It receives those texts in. Yeah. It figures out how long it takes 
you know, to cycle through so many people. And it says, you know what, we're going to text you when you've got 30 minutes before your appearance. We're going to text you when it's 10 minutes before you're supposed to be there. Five minutes, come get in line. Wow. That would be amazing. Yeah, absolutely. You could be Go ahead. So it's a little bit like those uh, pagers they give you at Olive Garden when they have the big line. Yeah, the cool thing about what we're doing, though, is that you don't have to stand within 100 feet of Olive Garden. <laughs> yeah. Right, right, right. You know, this is so funny. People keep coming up with all these technological solutions. And from our standpoint, from our corporate standpoint, it's hilarious. Because an iPhone 6, I was reading just yesterday, an iPhone 6, um, if you compare it, say, to the computing power of uh, the Apollo guidance computer, yeah. as you see on the Apollo spacecraft. It's, it's like tons. Well, better. you could, they figured it out. You could send, using the computing power of an iPhone 6, theoretically, you could sell 100, and, you could send 120 million Apollos to the moon simultaneously. Wow. What did we do with the AGC back in 1969? We went to the freaking moon. Yeah. Yeah. And now we've got the iPhone 6, and we play Angry Birds. Yep. <laughs> we, all of us have got this incredible technology that we take for granted. And this incredible technology means that, that I mean, we need to use it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, why, why have the little buzzy light box at Olive Garden when you've got far more superior hardware right. yeah. in your pocket. Yeah. You know, why yeah, yeah. I know there's a lot of people that are really excited about RFID technologies. Um Disney invested I think somewhere around ten billion dollars to put RFID um technologies in their theme parks. Yeah. Everybody in their pocket has got vastly superior technology to RFID. Yeah. They do. So yeah. Why spend all that money there when we've already got it? And that's that's part of the philosophy behind what we do. So what do we do? We actually create conventions that are fun. Mm -hmm. nice. I mean, you in, in our conventions, you come to pick up your badge, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Other conventions, you're standing in line for, for your badge. two, three hours yeah. to pick up your badge. In our convention... You come to the badge line, you text in, right? Mm -hmm. And then it texts you back and tells you about how long you've got until it's your turn to pick up your badge. Mm -hmm. And now you go to the party. Yeah. That's, you know, you have, a, you have a big party at the beginning of the convention that's on the outside. It's like a preview party. Right. Everybody goes to the preview party. There's stuff to buy there. You can get your swag there, you know, before you go into the convention. Maybe some of the celebrities come out and, and do a wave-by kind of a thing from from a stage. You know, yes, when you get inside, we're going to, looking forward to seeing you there and talking to you in there. Mm -hmm. um, you can have a band. I mean, you can throw a party. Yeah, anything. You can do anything. I mean, yeah. that, that completely changes a convention. I mean, because that's one of the things I know, at least I won't say the name, a convention in town had an issue with, with a huge long line and people were upset about it because they couldn't get in fast enough. Mm -hmm. uh, that I mean, that eliminates that. And if you have that preview out there, they're at least enjoying themselves and kind of you start the feeling party. about it. You start the party right yeah, away. Yeah. yeah. Don't start the party with a gulag. You start the party with a party. Yeah. And and get them into it <laughs> right away. If there's anything Disney learned, it was that, you, that, is that the pre-show is almost as important as the ride. 
And so, which is why all of their lines are like their own little mini shows, especially yeah. with the more recent rides. Yeah. But uh, but for a convention, the way we do conventions, yeah. And for that matter, if your wait's going to be an hour, two hours, go have lunch. I mean, yeah. you know, seriously. Yeah, no, don't need to sit around. You don't have to sit around here and take up space or breathe this air. You know, take your take your family, take your butts to lunch. Come back when it's when it's time. You don't have to stand there. Your phone yeah. can do it for you. Well, and, and, and when, makes you're, it, when you're standing yeah. in line to see a, a celebrity, you'll know if you're going to have a reasonable chance of getting in because you'll know how many people are in front of you potentially. Yeah. Well, yeah. exactly. Not only that, but one of, the, one of the other cool things about our virtual line thing that we do for celebrities is that you can stand in multiple lines at the same time. Oh, even better. Oh, yeah. Right? And mm-hmm. so if, if there's like 4,000 people that want to see Tom Felton, you're in line to see Tom Felton, right? Instead of standing here and not being able to go see Felicia Day and not being able to go and see Christopher Lloyd, mm-hmm. right? Because you just have to spend all your time in this line yeah. with Tom Felton. You can text into their lines too. And so, you know, I, hey, you know what? I can, I'm can. i going to be able to see Felicia Day at about 1 o'clock and I can see Christopher Lloyd about 2.30 and then I can go and see Tom Felton. It's going to be about 4 o'clock, but, it, yeah. but I'll get all of them in. And, and then you go walk around and buy walking stuff. Walking around, buying stuff on the store, and and all the time. vendors get happy. It, yeah. means, it means that the celebrities are happier because uh, because if you have one big A-lister that's, that everybody wants to see, mm-hmm. they don't take up all the time of everybody who wants to see other celebrities as well. It yeah. means that all of the celebrities sell more. It means that the vendors sell more. It means that celebrities are a lot happier. Vendors are a lot happier. You know, it was interesting. One of the things that was pointed out to us um, yeah, about celebrity lines is they don't like it when there's nobody in line. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, heaven forbid that TMZ should come along and take pictures of there not being anybody in the star's line, right? Yeah. We do it. We simply say, how many people do you want there? And we just regulate the line so that there's always that many people there. Okay. Right? Yeah, so there's always someone there's in line. There's always somebody there. And if you happen to have a celebrity that's that's appearing at a convention, and, and, and maybe for some reason his fan base isn't going to be there till Friday and it's Thursday, mm-hmm. and there's only been a few people that have texted in to get into his line, fine. You know that. So you don't have to sit there with nobody in front of you because you've already taken care of everybody. You can close the line and go to the green room, do something else, and, hang out. and still look good. Yeah. Uh, and there's, yeah. There's, the system right. is designed to be an advantage to everybody. That's why we're so excited about community. Uh, that sounds exciting. Yeah, I mean, I've, honestly. I've, I'm ready for yeah, some big conventions in town to sign up. I mean, that's, that's the and one I'm thing. I'm sure that they can afford it. I would look on the website, and it's not terribly expensive. No. I mean, oh, for uh, Communitex? No, yeah, it's yeah. not very expensive at all. I mean, I'm not going to run out and buy the corporate plan number four. But. No, I probably would not. <laughs> advise, no. That, that, that would be a little pricey, but. But, It but, would be amazing, though, to be able to go to a convention and know, hey, I've got X, Y, and Z set yeah. up for these celebrities. I know what time I'm going to be there. I can go roam the floor, pick up what I want, and not be sitting there, oh, man, am I going to... 
Yeah, that's the one thing that uh, several times where I've been in lines is like, oh man, I I, I got a panel I got to go to. Am I going to make it through this line? Yeah, I've been yeah. sitting here for two hours. Am I going right. to be able to make it? Well, if I knew that in advance, it wouldn't be a problem. And here's some other great advantages. Let's say you're in line, mm-hmm. right? And and this happened to my daughter actually. And my daughter knows Felicia today. We, we've met, made talk, and but but she wanted to introduce her fiance yeah. to Felicia Day. So they got in line. Yeah, you know, okay, probably we could have cut the line, but we're not going to cut the line. Yeah. We're not those people. We get in line. We're we're, we're very lawful. Good I didn't get to talk to Felicia Day. Dang it! I should have been with her. I had dinner with Felicia. That would have been and, awesome. Yeah, that's a different story. Anyway, <laughs> we we only have you know so much time. I know. I know. <laughs> so, but but the great thing here is she was in line for for Felicia Day. She got within like two people, and it was time to cut the line. Oh. And she was left oh. without fear. Yeah. So the thing about the way we do our lines is, you get in line, and it's one line. And so, okay, Felicia Day is signing, and she's she's there for a couple of hours. You know, maybe something happens. She needs to go have lunch, yeah. you know, or an, an important meeting or something, and they need to cut the line, right? Yeah. And maybe they cut the line that's like five people ahead of you. Okay. Well, fine. The line gets paused. Right? Yeah. And then reschedules you. And it leaves you with that place in line. Oh, nice. So you're still right. five people back yeah. from the front. Yeah. And when she comes back, you're and not starting all over. Signing, you're not at the back of the line. You're right where you were before in line. And you didn't have to wait for her hour panel. And you was, didn't yeah. have to wait for yeah. her hour panel. You just you just texted back with the new time and, and when to come in. Wow. It's, it's an it. impressive... You know, no, that is impressive. That's amazing. Yeah, the system is, is makes for it makes for a completely different. It's a very simple application um, uh, uh, in terms of well, it's simple to do, mm-hmm. right? You just text in, you get in line. But the implication for the convention experience is is huge. Yeah. Well, I mean, I can even see using this at Gen Con with you know their gaming. And the sessions that are going on like nonstop, that would be perfect for that. And, and you don't have to sit there and wait for your next round at Magic the Gathering or anything. You just, just it, text you text and let you in. know when it is. Yeah, absolutely. So you can actually visit the convention room floor. Yeah, we're actually talking to we're actually talking with Gen Con about possibility of going ticketless. Oh wow, that would be impressive. Yeah, and I think that that would be actually a huge benefit uh, for everybody. I know. I mean, from my from my standpoint, I'm at I'm doing killer breakfast, and I've got 2,000 people coming into the hall. Yeah. Uh, most people don't think about this, but for me, that means I have to collect 2,000 tickets. 2,000 tickets, count them, make sure that they're all to my event. Plus, I have to count the generic tickets separately. Oh, wow. Right, and make sure yeah. that they total up for my event. And then I have to submit them to Gen Con. And I can only imagine for Gen Con it's an equal nightmare because then they have to count the tickets to my event. Wow. And account them. You know, and you know, it can it literally takes months before they can get all of the accounting done on fifteen thousand events worth of yeah of tickets. <coughs> I, I didn't know they did that. It was all paper. Wow. Yeah, it's a, is it all at least paper. QR coded or something, or did somebody hand jam that into no, the computer? No. It's 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 a paper it's ticket. Paper ticket. It, yeah, you literally have to keep it in your pocket. That's, that's 
And I, I've that, been that, to the killer breakfast. It's amazing. There is a huge we, line for that. Yeah. We, yeah, and there is a huge line for that. But I can fix that line. Yeah. <laughs> I can I can fix the line, but we can also fix the ticketing system and go to a ticketless system. We we already know how to do it. Yeah. We've already done it, really. Um, and it would mean that you could do unusual things that you couldn't do before. You could come to Killer Breakfast, for example, if you didn't already have a ticket, and come to the door, and if there was room, we can sell it to you at the door. You don't have to go get in the event ticket line and get a ticket for it. It means that we can eliminate the whole point of generic tickets, because the point of generic tickets is that you can pay some for something at the door with, like, currency from the convention. Yeah. Right? Because that's the currency of the convention. Yeah. But if we if if you can make that exchange at the door, if you can make that purchase at the door, then there's really no point in having generic tickets. Yeah. Because you just, you know, hey, that looks like something that would be fun. I wonder if we can get in. Yeah, it's okay. It's ten bucks. Okay, well here. And you pay for it on the spot. That's that's that's, all of those things are part of what we do in uh, uh, with our communities for for conventions. Mm-hmm. But I'm finding all kinds of applications for it. Um, there's I just uh, I just built a website. We haven't connected it up for to the community mm-hmm. system yet. That's probably going to be next week. Um, but it's called RSVP Text. RSVP Text. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you can RSVP for events and stuff like that? It's it's initially designed for weddings. No. Oh. And that does very well here. I'm and sure. And that would do I'm thinking that'll do very well here. But it it allows you to RSVP through texting, right? <clears throat> Which means that we can send you uh that that the person who's getting married can also send you uh, a poll form so that we can get your name. So they can get your name, your email address. All of that information, of course, is transferred directly. So you know you don't have to transcribe it. Yeah. You know who's coming to the event, right? Yeah. And you can you can then use it for bridal showers. You can then use it for you know bachelor parties. And on the day of the event itself, when something goes wrong, and something always goes wrong, the outdoor wedding gets rained upon. The outdoor yeah. wedding gets rained upon. Yeah. The groom has a flat tire. He's going to be an hour late. You know, um, forgot to pick up his pants. It, there's, <laughs> I mean, there's all kinds of different things. Yeah. Any number of things. You can instantly text everybody at the wedding. Tell them where the new location is. Tell them that it's going to be delayed by an hour, and keep everybody informed as to what's going on at the uh, on the day. It's it really is uh, a huge advantage. Mm-hmm. Now, and, and of course, you know, it's not just weddings. You can do it for anniversaries. You can do it really for just about any kind of bar mitzvahs. It sounds like everything. I did. I listened to bar mitzvahs. I thought that that would be a good you know thing for us to do, and. Uh, uh, are you going to roll this out as a as a smartphone app at all, or is it just going to say SMS? No. Uh, people always ask us about apps. Yeah. But you, you probably don't need one. But we don't need them. Yeah, because yeah. it's text. Yeah. And the great thing is, and I know... Can, I, everybody, even if you have a cell... Even if you don't have a smartphone, you probably have a cell phone that still gets texting. That still yeah. gets and, texting. And you have the older people who don't know how to use a touch screen, even though it's much more... No user friendly than real buttons, but they still know how to text. Text, but they still know or, or text by 
clicking well, on the phone. And even goes beyond that. I mean, one of the things I've noticed at some of the uh, some of the larger conventions, um, San Diego Comic Con is notorious for this. If you go into San Diego Comic Con, it's the black hole of broadband. Yeah. Uh, you have, you know, there's so much going you've on. You've got hundreds of thousands of geeks, all of whom have broadband smartphones, and they're all trying to the same two cell towers at the same time. You can't get a phone call out. You cannot get broadband. Forget trying to use a square mm-hmm. at, right. at, uh, at, at Comic Con San Diego. But texts will go through, and that's because the texting packet size is so small, it's the very first thing that the cell phone tower handles. Hmm. It's always the first thing that goes through. Hmm. So when broadband won't cut it, when you can't connect for anything else, you can get a text through, uh, which is what we've seen at some of the conventions that have an app. It's all broadband app. and so. You know, every time it's like, oh, we're going to update the entire database, and it's this huge download that takes forever. It, you know, I open the app because I want to know what what my next event is. Yeah, yeah. And every time I do that, it updates, and it takes forever to do it, and I'm late for my event because I can't find out where I'm. Yeah, I mean, to that's be. that's what I experienced at the big convention here. Oh yeah. I you know, I don't even bother with the app anymore because. Almost everyone's surfing the net or buying, you know, buying stuff, or they're swiping the cards, or they're looking for to buy their next, you know, photo op or whatever. And the data is just and it drains. What, and what do we do with our system at, at, at the Communitech kind of convention? Yeah. Um, what, what we do there is we just send you a text when it's like 10 minutes before your next event. Yeah. Tell you exactly where it is. Yeah. And you're you're done. I mean that would be great. Yeah. So that's so that's why I'm I'm so excited about this. And yeah, we have all kinds of different applications. RSVPtext.com. I, I yeah. built the other day. Um, I built another website uh, that again we're going to connect up is uh, um, realestatesalestext.com. Wow. <laughs> and if you think about what those applications will mean to real estate people, yeah. we sold it to car dealerships. You know for for car dealers who want to connect with their client base. A- anybody that has an audience that they need to directly connect with. And that's why it was, it's so great for like designers, for artists, uh, game designers, people who are trying to get in touch with their audience and, and, and move their audience. If I were going to do a Kickstarter again, and I'm looking at doing one maybe in the fall, mm-hmm. spring, as soon as I get Sojourner all wrapped up, but if I were doing a Kickstarter, I'd lead off with a texting campaign. I'd get in touch with that audience directly, and I'd, I'd keep, them, keep them updated. That could work with the show. Hmm. It could work yeah. with the show. You yeah. should go to appearances, yeah. and you should actually yeah. have them in with a contest. Yeah. And and then have direct connection with, with your audience that way. No filters. Facebook won't tell you who gets to hear your message and who doesn't. Yeah, and that's, that's the annoying part. You make a post on Facebook, and that's a... Well, how many people are actually going to get this? Yeah. So. The biggest problem we have with texting mm-hmm. is getting people to not use it too much. Yeah. Normally, if you're using like uh, email campaigns, yeah, get them over the head with it, like you know, repeatedly before anybody even gets the message. The the great thing about text is you send it once, they got the message. Yeah. And they'll act on it if 
if they want to. You don't have to send repeat messages and, and beat them over the head with it. Yeah. It's one of the most difficult things we have communicating to new users of the system is that it's so effective that you don't have to. Well, I think it goes back to that social marketing mentality where on Facebook you have to constantly ping it out there to get yeah. more people on yeah, there. But, so. but this way you're you're guaranteed to hit, you know, what do you say, 97, 98%? 98% of the audience is going to read it. Versus and 10 to 50% of it. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Yeah, that's that's pretty sweet. That is. I, I, you get you got my brain turned on things that uh, we can use for for a magazine. So that's cool. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we sold this into all kinds of places. So I'm and we keep coming up with new applications for it and new, and new markets for it, which is really exciting for us too. It's hmm. it, it, there's a lot of people out there that do texting. Yeah. And provide text mass text services. What we have are some unique capabilities that they don't offer. And that's that, the convention line stuff. Well, the convention line stuff is one of them. Uh, the, uh, uh, the contest system is another one of them. We've actually had a number of, of uh, different providers who have tried to steal it, <laughs> actually, and use that. Our ability to, to get um, forms and poll information immediately back from people, wow. and we have a new technology that we're developing right now um, uh, that's, uh, that, I, that I call DungeonText.com. Hmm. I, I built that. that. The preliminary website's kind of cobbled together for that one, um, but that uses a new technology that we've been developing that would allow you at a game table to push information to individual players through their phones around the table. And not just if, not just <laughs> not just, you know, notes, although you can do that. Yeah. But you can even push things like sound, video things, maps, all a full spectrum of things and it's done it's all done in real time. It's pretty That would pretty make pretty my DMing so much easier because normally okay, hold on a second. You gotta you gotta type something up and yeah. then send it to them and then <laughs> something goes off and it's like, okay, the secret's gone. Now, this, you can just kind of move this, stuff around. This isn't, this isn't actually done as a message. This is actually pushed through a, uh, um, a, a different system. Uh, so it's not done through text. Okay. So you don't get the ding every time that okay. happens. So this is an app kind of thing? Um, no, oh. actually, it's not. It's but a, is it psychic? It's psychic, yeah. It's all done <laughs> through psychic power. For no, anyways. It's, it's actually <laughs> done through... Um, um, it's actually done, it, it, this is more broadband, but it's done through um, uh, the ability to push uh, through the web. Okay. So we can actually push data through the web that's, that's full spectrum. We, we push music this way. Hmm. I mean, the music industry actually is pretty excited about this, uh, for someone to be able to buy it and to, like, purchase, uh, uh, to listen to a song. And be able to push the music directly to them without them having to download it. Oh wow! Is actually a huge advantage for uh, for music rights and, and intellectual property rights for the music industry. And so we're working with a lot of music people actually right now. And one of our backers actually is very heavy into music and big into music and is uh, and is exciting acquiring uh, that technology for them. So yeah, it's pretty exciting stuff. It's, we're working on cool stuff. That sounds amazing. It was good. Yeah. Yeah. Dungeon it, text is going to be fun. 
that that's going to be a cool tool that people will be able to use um, pretty much anywhere. Huh. And that's all on top of your writing. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, <laughs> and, and development. development. Yeah, that, that yeah. too is, that is important. So we did that by the dragon thing that last year, and that yeah. was pretty exciting. And and now the same group that that put that together would like to do something else. Hmm. So we may actually do that too. I mean, actually write a dungeon here. Wow, that'll be fun. Yeah. Didn't this whole conversation start when you asked him how he balanced his family life with his work? Yeah, I did. I don't. I don't think we got the answer to that, but that's okay. We got something really cool. <laughs> but it's true, yeah, and 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 that is important to me. I mean, I um. Do you work with uh, with your wife at all? Is I work with part my of wife. Oh, yeah, she's yeah, part so. of all of this. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, on his newest book. Co-authoring uh, co-authored with yeah. that, and there's several books you guys have co-authored together. Yeah, and we do. We write together these days, <clears throat> and uh, she's also involved in every other aspect of our business. She certainly helps out with the Communitech side. She's also got her own website that she's uh, a couple of websites that she's doing really quite well with. Yeah, one of them's out of the box or something like that. Uh, baking, baking outside one? the yeah, box. Baking outside the box. Yeah, baking outside the box and creating outside the box. Wow. And uh, she's doing quite well with both of those. Um, uh, so yeah, we we keep very busy. She wanted to join us here this evening, but she's ill today. Oh, and so it seems to be going around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, well, I hope she feels better. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you, I've, I've been taking care of her most of the day. And, yeah. yeah. Well, and, I, and oh God, go ahead. I went and saw what my son is working on. Curtis. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I can't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> it was mind blowing. So is this part of Evermore or something separate? I can't. Oh, he can't say. <laughs> All right, but it's mind blowing and amazing. It was mind blowing and amazing. I have not. I I I went and experienced it uh, two days ago, and I haven't been able to get it out of my hands. Wow. It it completely. The experience was completely unexpected, and 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 its impact was beyond anything I thought was possible. Well, I hope to see you. Well, yeah, that would be amazing. When, it, when it's time. All right. When it's time. But, yeah. yeah. When it's time, we'll have to have Curtis come on and talk about that. Now, uh, kind of going back to writing, because you've been kind of doing those serial stories, have you found that that's more successful than just writing a whole book? Or, Well, it, it helps me because I'm kind of motivated. I know that I have to get a chapter out every, you know, yeah. Yeah. so often. We, we're doing Moredale as a serial book, and Moredale... Um, uh, it just kind of fell between the cracks because of just the crunch of the end of last year. Was insane. Um, but we started back up again, and we just finished the main section of that book, and we're moving into the last two sections of that book. You know, I'm I'm still very fond of it, and very happy with with how it's coming. So, um, I yeah, I do like writing in serial format. Uh, it's I, I find it a little invigorating, and um, and I think the economics of it um, make more sense uh, right now. Okay. Um, I think my wife, my wife uh, just finished doing the tax work up for us for last year. We got to go down to our accountant and yeah. get our taxes figured out. Um, and, and we actually have to travel quite far to do that because once I've trained an accountant uh, about my business, we don't want to leave them behind. Yeah. It, it's just too complicated to explain. To explain to someone else. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, I think she told me the other day that 
that uh, only half of our income came from traditional publishing last year. Oh, wow. That uh, the other half of our income came from, from Kickstarter projects and from uh, independent contract uh, books and from the serials that we did and, hmm. uh, and from uh, the game projects that we, uh, we did under patronage hmm. last year. Okay. So, okay. You know, if that's, uh, that seems to be not atypical, I think, for a lot of artists today. Yeah. We're all looking for a way to survive um, after, you know, I guess he publishing pretty much, um, I wouldn't say that they hung their authors out to drive. Uh, the publishers are still making more money than they were before, mm -hmm. but the advances have all disappeared. Uh, it's, it's not a livable way. Really, even for even for established authors, it's very difficult to make a uh, to make a living. Certainly, much more difficult than it was, um, say, 10, 15 years ago. Now, it seems that you know established authors are having to write more books, and push more books out, just mm -hmm. to, I guess, be the yeah. same. And I, I'll, I'll let you in on my on my on my big secret plan. You know, my my big secret plan, frankly, is is to uh, take this really exciting technology in texting mm -hmm. and uh, uh, and make it uh, a primary make it the retirement make it the retirement fund yeah and and more to the point what that would do for me is as Margaret Margaret Weiss once told me that money buys freedom mm -hmm. and I think that's true uh, at least in America yeah uh, and so. Um, uh, my my hope in that is um, that the company do well enough so that I will only have to write if you want if I want yeah. to write and what I want to write um, instead of worry about the constant churn, you know, mm -hmm. always having to come up with something, always having to come up with another book. It isn't a, that's a bad thing, um, uh, and I'm very happy and proud of nearly every book I've done. Um, There's some security in knowing where your next paycheck is going to come from. Well, right, right, which is not the case, of course. Um, although, uh, you know, on a personal note, um, um, on a more personal note, um, those of us who live as creative artists, we, you know, we sing for our supper. And... Uh, mm -hmm. Because of that, you know, the, I mean, there was a time certainly in my life when, when advances were huge and and, and and it seemed like it would never end, which everything does. Yeah. You know, everything does. What's been interesting for me the last seven years is is uh, to come to an understanding of my own faith. Um. It's it's nice to read about the lilies of the field. Um, it's different to have to live it. Mm. It's nice to read the story of the children of Israel in the wilderness and gathering manna. Mm. It's different to live it. Yeah. And um, and uh, you know, 
been it's it's been uh, for us it's been a journey of faith really the last uh, the last ten years to um, to not see where the next paycheck's coming from not know how we're gonna make the next mortgage payment you know yeah and that has happened uh, you know time and again but and yet to have the to have an understanding that we all live in God's grace and that um and to believe that we'll be cared for and that somehow it's going to be all right. Not in a naive way, but but as a matter of faith. You know, as I, as, as I told my wife, I am just sure that the children of Israel, you know, would, they go to bed at night and they think, oh, is there really going to be this manna again tomorrow morning? Is it really going to be there? I just, I just don't, I'm just not sure if it's yeah. actually going to be there in the morning when we get up. And then it is. Right. But, but you know, to have that faith the night before and say, you know, if, if they say, we've been told it's going to be there, let's just have the faith that it's going to be there. And that's that's been the biggest lesson, I think, for us as everything has changed. We, we work very, very hard, obviously, yeah. at what we do. But... Um, but ultimately, time and again over the last 10 years, time and again I have seen just the small tender mercies come exactly when they were needed and provide us what's been needed just when we needed it. Um, it's a hard way to live, um, but it teaches us something in the end, I think. So I'm, I'm really very grateful. For, um, uh, for this uh, for this time that we've gone through, it's been a difficult time, but I'm very grateful for it. And it has taught me a lot about um, it's taught me a lot about God. It's taught me a lot about my relationship to God. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and living is a matter of faith. Um, I don't think we'd be terribly good at it. It's still hard. Yeah. But um, but it's it's changed my life and made me a better person for it, which I think is the best thing of all. Yeah, that's always a good thing. Yeah. Well, that was deep. Yeah. I, no, really. And that's, that that has to be tough, you know, that not knowing where the next paycheck's coming from. That's always a tough thing. So, you know. Well, as I as, as I used to jokingly say, I, I've been unemployed since 1983. <laughs> um, technically, you know, yeah. I haven't actually held a actual job, a, a paycheck week to week yeah. kind of a job since since I left um, TSR. Wow. Now there is no TSR, but yeah. I'm still here. Yes. So, yeah. And still putting out books and doing and some other amazing stuff. Uh, wow. I, I, this the Communitex. I really hope that kicks off going well because that yeah, would be mean. that would be a great thing yeah. to add to conventions and you know weddings and bar mitzvahs and all these other things. That this can go off into. And it's gonna make cool games. And cool games. Yeah. Um. You know, 
as well as you know everyone out there listening go back uh underworld ascendant uh, there's only seven days to go and you really want to be in on that. you do you want to be in on this we need another hundred and fifty thousand dollars just so we can get a really cool book from tracy uh i don't get that by the way well, well tracy oh, doesn't yeah, but I, we, yeah, everyone I, else does yeah in, in fact if you always like to just send me a hundred and fifty thousand i'd be really happy to hear that but <laughs> But uh, no, that's that's just where the stretch goal is, guys. You yes. get a great game out of it and uh, and a book by me. Yeah, and uh, yeah, just go to go there. Just look for the Kickstarter. There's tons of great information on there, and uh, just looking at that, you'll you'll end up loving the game and what they have planned for you. So, uh, Unwept is currently out. Mm-hmm. Unwept is currently out. The uh, um, the hardback version is out currently, and the paperback version actually isn't too far off. Okay. And then, of course, and of course, it's available in format. Ebook. Everybody has. To yes. Have. So, I mean, is there any plans for maybe audio book, or is it just those formats for now? Um, I don't know actually. Okay. I like audio books. I've done it yes. my day. Audio books have kind of been enjoyable. I, I yeah. won't. That's the only I, way I've been able to get through Game of Thrones. Yeah. Yeah, that's the only way I've been yeah. able to get through the Stormlight archives from Brandon Sanderson because I look yeah. at that book and I'm like, ah, I don't want to start that. So I just listen to the audiobook when I drive. Yeah, I mean it's a good book, but wow, just the size of it is daunting. I thought Brandon uh, actually I had dinner with uh, Brandon and his wife and Felicia Day while they were here for Fanex. How did I not get in okay. that on that dinner? Jeez. <laughs> wow. That was a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. yeah no, Brandon's a good guy. I, and his wife, oh, she's yeah. I, I very, very nice. Um, Laura joined us, and, and we all we all had dinner downtown. That, that had to have been a fun dinner. Yeah, wow. and Felicia is, is everybody is delightful in person, uh, and, yeah. and privately as she is to her fans. She's one of the most accessible and uh, delightful people I know. Hmm. We'll have to see if you can hook us up with her because I I missed talking to her. I mean, I've emailed her agent trying to get the time with her, you know. But what, sitting in on her panel, uh, it was amazing how she interacted with each of the people that came up to to ask her a question, and she was witty and really smart and bright on the spot. And yeah, you know, there there's some people that just don't have that kind of magic, and it's, oh, she does. So. No, very much yeah. so. Awesome. And that's just amazing from kind of. Going from kind of a internet nobody to an internet internet somebody, and she's done an amazing job of that. So, but, yeah. Oh yeah, I yeah. think she's doing. Um, she has her own channel, I think, that she's been uh, doing on the internet. And yeah, there's Geek Little and Sundry. Is, is under her. And she just released a book too. recently that. Yeah. I think it was her, her memoir book yeah. or something. I think. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So wow. Yeah. All right. Well, we're gonna take a small break. Uh, just to stretch our legs. You're welcome to stay, or you know, if you need to run back well, to your I wife because to back to my that's wife fine. And, and take care of her because she's she's ill. That's why I was I was gonna make the break. Yeah. And so it would be nice, of course, if I let somebody else talk. Yes. I, 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 you get me wound up. No, you're fine. So uh, it's the website is T R Hickman or is it Tracy Hickman? T R Hickman or T- Tracy Hickman. T R Hickman's website. Okay. You know, T R Hickman dot com. Same place. All right. To my website and keep up with. Uh, There's lots of good stuff that are constantly posted on the right. website. If you have a wedding coming up, you should go to RSVP text. Yeah, absolutely. And we got a convention. We got a convention and, uh, coming up. Where, uh, actually, I'm building a website for the convention site 
currently. But uh, if if you're interested to, in connecting with your audience at all, whatever that audience is, just come to Communitex and uh, and we can set you up right away. We have lots of nice plans, and we'll graduate you to whatever plan you need when you need it. All right. So you people planning a convention, thinking of starting a convention, or already have a convention in place, finding an awesome way to you know, yeah, we're doing decrease your lines. We actually are, are tailoring this for big or small. We'll do everything from a Comic Con down to your local convention. That's amazing. And provide you with the services that you need for that. But most of all, of course, we've only got seven days for this Kickstarter. So yes. you got to come and. So go to the Kickstarter, jump on there, support it. And uh, oh, look, just as we were talking, it went up too. Hey! Yay! So uh, Yay. keep, keep, keep backing it. My daughter and my son. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, all right. With that said, uh, we're going to take a break. We're going to let you go so you can go uh, be with your wonderful wife. And thank you once again for being on the show. Oh, love to come. All right. Tracy Hickman, and we will be back here shortly. Hey, John. You're up, John. John. 
And I'm Dale, also his dad. Oh, all right. <laughs> I've known Dan probably for what's his name? Oh yeah. So you called in a favor and had you come out? And yeah, I don't know if I would sit in on a couple of these. No. We, uh, me and my partner who's not here, my business partner, i got to clarify that. Sure. Business partner, <laughs> uh, who's usually here, we run Utah Geek Magazine. Oh, yeah? So, if you've seen. Oh, yeah, he was. He mentioned that. Yeah. yeah, you were and, supposed to be here last week. Yes, yeah, we were. And, uh, I couldn't make it, for some reason I couldn't make it last week. I'm a hopeful writer, so he's he oh, okay. you guys want to. He's doing articles for you guys. Yep. Um, I don't know if they have magazines here still, but uh, we distribute to all the game stores and libraries nice. and, and uh, all kind of stuff. About a hundred locations right now. Working on the third issue, fourth issue. Well, I I totally sympathize with him about uh, writing a serial, having a magazine that comes out. Yeah. On, Published mm-hmm. date, yeah, that definitely has a tendency to keep motivated. It's a lot of work, especially when you got another job besides that. Mm-hmm. And a family, and yep, leisure time sometimes. And then, see, in my case, I work. For an engineering firm mm. who I work on site at I am Flash. At where? I am Flash. I'm not sure that is. Uh, you know the big blue and white building up along the backside of the uh, point in the mountain here. You come around the point, Thanksgiving point, and you've got uh, Adobe. Okay. Then you've got Oracle over here, and then you got. Axware, and further up you got the big long blue and white building. Okay. That's I am flesh. Oh, the old micron building. Yeah. Okay. Is this next song, sir? I don't know how that works. I don't. I don't touch your laptop. Do you know any? First day. And the only prescription is more cowbell. Nope. My back.
So about a half a dozen or so people since LTUE contact us and uh, nice. and uh, request to be contributors and uh, that kind of stuff. So yeah, it's it's moving. It's like exciting. It. Yeah, it's exciting. No, it, it, it's fun writing articles for it. Uh, you know, I know this guy next to me yeah. would be interested as well. Um, yeah, and it, sometimes you don't even have the foggiest clue what you're going to write, and then you're like, oh, yeah. hey, something. It's like you just kind of okay. Let me look around, and then suddenly, boom! This sudden light goes on. Yeah, and it's that light bulb, and then the words just start flowing onto the yeah, screen. Yeah, I mean, it's like you know, the last time you guys asked me to write, it was kind of a oh hey, we don't know if we got articles. Can you write something? And I'm like, what the heck? You know, when do you need it? And they're like, you know, and Dennis was like, in two days. I'm like. <laughs> How am I supposed to write something in two days? And I went home and I had it done yeah, like that, that night. Was quick. Yeah, it was and, amazing. And it was, great. It was it, yeah, very very little. You know, usually when I get something, something needs to be changed. It's yeah. only for my own preference, just to make you know make my mind think right. Yeah. Um, even though it's not technically wrong, but yeah, yours. I don't remember changing. Well, it really that. helped that this time I knew to ask. What's the word count you want on this? Yeah, not not thirteen thousand. Yeah, because no, the first one I just yeah, I mean I gave you a full in depth review and yeah. it, you know and then I get the magazine like where's most of my thing? It's like go see our website. I'm like what the yeah, and then I asked you like oh yeah we needed a word count limit. I'm like oops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you know I asked Dennis and he told me and then it just it clicked and I mean it just the words flowed and it was awesome and you know and a lot of the other articles in the magazine are just as great. I haven't found one where I'm just like, ah, wow, that was kind of a waste to read. I mean, everything's been fun. And David J. West, right? Yes. It, you know, he's writing that serial every yeah. issue. Which fun. Yeah, we got we got uh, we got the new um, the new chapter just the other day. I haven't read through it yet, but his subject is uh, you know here's the new chapter. I'm really really excited about this one more so than the other ones. I'm like, oh yeah, I can't wait to read it. So yeah, it's nice. been a fun story to to read. And then you're gonna be. Now, are you going to be introducing the cosplay centerfold this issue, or is it going to be the one after? Uh, it will probably be the next one that okay. we're going to do that. We, we couldn't quite uh, make schedules and, and things uh, work for this issue. Nice. Uh, still very excited about the cosplay centerfold. We got some input uh, and some uh, uh, some contacts through fans. Cool. Um, they're, they're at their... Uh, Pretty much went up to all the winners of the cosplay contest and said, yeah. "Hey, this is what we want to do." And most of them replied and said, cool. "Hey, you know, this is what I want to do." So, for those of you that hear the word centerfold, that does not mean it's like another adult magazine centerfold. It is. It, it's going to be tasteful. It's going to be very. Yeah. It's going to be something that In again. Costume. Yeah, I mean, it's something oh, yeah, that yeah, yeah. a kid, the kids are going to be able to pick this up off the counter at a local game store, and you're not going to be, oh, my gosh, what are they looking at? Hey, it's Wonder Woman. <laughs> In a very small outfit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the... Uh, the, the, the anyway, right? What's up? What the was the that again? Anyway, right? I mean, yes, that's true. Her outfit is kind of small <laughs> and, and revealing. Yeah, if you go to the website, utahgeekmagazine.com, and uh, go to the place Center uh, link there, it goes pretty in depth on uh, what our vision is for and how we want it to look. We want it to be we want it to be all about the character. So if the character is you know hot and sexy with a, a small costume, okay, well that's what the character is going to be like in the centerfold. But that's not what it's about. If yeah. the if the character is uh, an ugly overweight uh, you know guy with a beard and and big hat or something, then that's what the character is going to be. 
So it's not all, it's not all about just having the sexiest girl yeah. in the centerfold. It's about character setting. It's about, it's about creating a scene. I, I just want to put out there how awesome this is. So we threw out there to our listeners to go support and back this. And just in the short time since we've done that, the uh, Underworld Ascendant has gone up 27 backers. Wow. Wow. So, I can, yeah, that's awesome. So, okay, so go there, check out the Cosplay Centerfold stuff. Uh, the new magazine will be out in the next week or two. Next couple weeks, yeah. Uh, so you'll be able to see that. you also see the article I wrote up, uh, as well as the other amazing articles, and uh, the next chapter in David J. West's uh, story, and much, much more, because it seems like each one is getting a little bit bigger and bigger, because we're get, you're getting more content and, and things like that, so that's going to be amazing. Yes. And, we'll, yeah. so and, we're, getting, and we're getting better at layout and... You know, making things look cool, too. Yeah. So, yeah. Every, every every issue is looking a little bit better. You'll, you'll get some cool stuff. Yep. And uh, and it's something that you won't be ashamed to have one of your kids reading or, or something like that. Absolutely. So that's awesome. All right. So with that said, we've got about uh, 42 minutes left of the show. And we can talk about some geek stuff. And you're welcome to chime in as well. Sure. Um, and... and I, I kind of wanted to talk about the TV shows out there, but I know a couple people haven't got caught up to date, so we'll hold off till next week to talk about that. Um, so there's well, a couple can I, things. Can I throw something in right there? Sure. You mentioned this cosplay centerfold. I don't know if you know, but Colton Haynes, the guy who plays Roy Harper, last Halloween he dressed as Fiona from Shrek. That is awesome. <laughs> and if you haven't seen it, it's actually a pretty good costume. <laughs> I'll have to write that down. I have to look that up. Yes. You know, I really had a problem with Colton Haynes playing this character because I had seen him in Teen Wolf playing the character he played on there, and he's I mean, he's, he's a jerk. You know, he, he played the perfect, you know, that one guy in high school that was the bully that annoyed the crap out of you, that thought he was better than everyone, and he had the amazing looks, he had the hot girlfriend. Witchy. And, uh, you know, it just... <laughs> Oh, the guy annoyed me, even in that series. And then when I saw him as Rory Harper, I'm just like, no. But now, I just see him as Rory Harper, and he plays the character amazingly well. Now, And I quit watching Teen Wolf because of that. So, hey, that was a decent, decent TV series, but it lost my interest. Thankfully so, because I don't know if I could you know, deal with Rory Harper. That's yeah. so, right, no, it took me a little while to warm up to him in the in Arrow, but he's doing yeah. a good job now. No, he's doing a great job, and the Arrow itself is really fun. I really like the series, um, and you know, and I'm not a huge person to go buy TV series on DVD or Blu-ray or anything mm-hmm. like that. So I have Farscape, and I had Smallville. That's really the only TV series I own. Well, now I have. I have the arrow. I have Game of Thrones. You know, uh, so I'm going to have to go buy Flash. Yeah, I'm not yeah, going to pick yeah, up yeah. Agents, you know, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I still haven't picked it up. I'm just not into that one. Can't, can't get into that one. No. Uh, you know, Agent Carter, I'm enjoying that, but it's still just not the same. You know, I, I'll still go back to the arrow and the Flash. Yeah. Gotham is a maybe yeah. for me right now. I agree. I I, I, I I like what I'm seeing with the, the villains, but it's just not there. Yeah. The episodes seem to be really hit or miss. Like some of them are yeah. good, and then the rest are 
not. Yeah, and I, I like the, the the story arc that's going on with you know with uh, the penguin, uh, you know, Chester Cobblepot. Yeah. Uh, that's really cool. Edward Nigma is annoying the crap out of me, which I guess that's just his oh, character. Yeah. It's just like it's like what the heck? Why? You know, uh, Catwoman's. You know, she just randomly shows up. Selena Kyle. It's like really okay. And, you know, Fish Mooney character I really like. I really like that character. Um, yeah. And then you know you kind of have these other characters coming in and out, and it's like okay, when are we going to see the Joker? You know, I mean, well, you know, he's a huge one. One of the things that I was talking about with my wife that kind of came up when we were talking at LTUE is nothing good ever happens in that show. Nope. I mean, even when you think it's going to be good, (laughs) you know, when when Gordon thinks he's got something going for him, it always ends up turning out bad. So at the end of that show, you're just depressed. Yeah. No, I have to agree. And I don't know if it's just because that is the overall theme of Gotham City, you know, because you got Metropolis, which is really shiny, new, it's clean, right. you know, and, and that that and that reflects Superman, you know, Superman is that way. Yeah. And then Batman is dark and gritty and polluted. Uh, I guess that's the great, best word because he's very angry. I mean, he literally is on the verge always of killing the Joker. I mean, literally to the point that he's put him in body cast several times. You know, I was watching right. uh, the DC animated uh, Red Hood, you know, and there's a point where Batman slams Joker against the wall, and he's like, are you going to do it with time? Are you going to finally cr- cross the line, or are you just going to put me in another body cast for six months? And you can see that he wants to do it, but then he lets go, and then Joker, of course, laughs, like, ah, I win again. Um, and there's just, and Gotham itself is just so wrong in that in that manner. I mean, you even see it with the mayor in the show, how he's in bed with uh, the crime lords. And uh, it's just really interesting. I want to see where it goes because I think it has potential, but Gotham is... It's hard to get there. It it is, especially since you don't have Batman. I mean, Jim Gordon's awesome, but he's not that amazing of a character. Right, and I, I think with that show, I think they're trying to be too much Batman without Batman. Well... That there's uh, a funny post that's out there, you know. There's there are it says we've got two mo- TV series about Batman without Batman because exactly. the Arrow is literally oh. all of the rogue gallery from Batman. It seems yeah. like and and the way he acts, the deep, the gravelly voice, yeah, yeah. the shadow and all that. Yeah, and then you have Gotham that has no Batman. I I totally agree. It, it's it's weird. I mean, I'm I'm not saying it's wrong. I mean because. I, I'm not a Green Arrow fan until the Arrow, because because you're a Batman fan now. I am. Well, that's but kind of, it's that's kind of funny. I was a Green Arrow fan before the show, and it took me a little while to get into it, but finally it clicked. Yeah. Well, see, it, and I guess it's just because I've you know the Green Arrow I've known has always been you know the Robin Hood looking Green Arrow with the you know the tricorn type cap, and he's yeah. he's got the weird beard goatee thing going on yeah and it's like so it's kind of like the guy fouts thing and Uh yeah then seeing him you know on the the justice league animation he's kind of that he's kind of like a really bad peter parker with things and his witty stuff and he and and then you have the trick arrows and it's like really you're gonna shoot an arrow with a giant size boxing glove on the end and that's gonna hit someone i don't think so but yeah 
so going into this, I'm like, how are they going to make this interesting? But they have, which has been really cool. Does he really shoot arrows with boxing gloves on the front? In the cartoon, yes. No. In the comic books, yes. But in the no, TV series, no. By making it in the TV series. Yeah, I mean, the TV series has been pretty cool. He's had some explosive arrows. He's had some arrows that when they hit, you know, they tase them. Um, he's got the, the grapnel arrow that he fires off that somehow is still attached to his bow. I haven't figured that one out yet. But it's pretty cool. And, you know, and when he does fight, you know, he does use his fists and his feet, but he does use the bow as a weapon as well. Okay. So uh, it works pretty well. Um, and I like how they've adapted that into his fighting style. Um, and then you have the weird canary, black canary story arc going on right now, which I don't know if I can chew on that one yet. But still, I, I still love it. I still am excited to watch it. You know, I was super excited. And I'm going to throw a spoiler out. I was super excited at the very end of the last Flash episode where... Um, the the general says something about uh, something about God and you and you hear this big gravelly voice not God Grod and this gigantic ape just comes out of nowhere grabs him and pulls away and it's like oh my gosh that's awesome you know because they're actually doing Gorilla Grod um, yeah. one thing that you would never expect them to be able to pull off but they're pulling it off very well with the rogue gallery there you got you know Reverse Flash you got Captain Cold uh, Captain Boomerang has showed up um, with a tie-in to Green Arrow or the Arrow, and then they're going to do another one. So I, it's, it's yeah. pretty interesting what they're doing. You know, I, I think that might, to, might be my, that show. That Sorry, might my favorite that we've got right now as far as superhero shows is the Flash. Is it Arrow? Oh, the Flash. Yeah, no, Flash. I, I'm excited. Flash. Yeah, Flash. I'm I'm excited about that because you know I've been reading what they've been coming up with, with uh, the Supergirl TV series that they're working on. I mean, there's talks of bringing in Cyborg Superman. Um, oh, who else? i got to pull this up. Well, and that series is supposed to tie into this universe, too. The yeah. Arrow in the Flash universe. Yeah, they got well. Melissa Benoist playing Supergirl in that. In, and then uh, they got Cat... They just casted Cat Grant. Um, so... So they've got, let's see, hold on. So David Lloyd is going to be playing Hank Henshaw, which I'm a little confused on that one because, you know. Um, is not Hawk? Uh, no. Well, he, he's, I, just, I don't want to be, like, in politically incorrect, but, you know, he is an African-American. And I don't know how he can be a cyborg Superman. Because Cyborg Superman's oh, right. a duplicate of Superman. So, <laughs> that's interesting. And then they got uh, Cheryl Lee playing as Alexander Danvers. So, I mean, they're bringing in a lot of, of people. Um, they've already casted, let's see. Uh, let's see. Sorry. Uh, Laura Benatti as uh, Kara uh, Kryptonian Mother and Kalista Flyakrant. Um, so, I mean, they're pulling in some big names on this, which is amazing. So, you know, hopefully CBS can pull off Supergirl pretty well. And there's also talks, because there was a, a casting call put out for, uh, and the, the title for it was Superman. So Superman might be showing up in the pilot. Um, 
It would be really cool if they had like Tom Welling show up just for the pilot that as be, Superman. That would be nice. Um, yeah, that would be cool. I, just because that would tie in Smallville a little bit, but I, I'm sure they don't want to tie Smallville in. Probably want to be separate, but that would be really cool. Kind of a nod to him. Could he play a decent Clark Kent? I think, even yeah, though we didn't really see him in the suit till like the last five minutes of season ten or the entire series. So, yeah. Well, then, um, Brandon Ralph maybe spin off in the Adam. Well, yeah, the well, the panel at Fanex, Ren and Ralph is going to be on the Flash as well as yeah. the Adam. He's we will see him in the suit before the end of the season. Saw him in the suit. We, we we saw the picture of the suit. Yeah. Plus, you know, if he gets his own TV series, you know, yay for him. I mean, I really enjoyed him as Superman in uh, Superman Returns. I just think the story didn't support I agree. the fans. Um. I like him a lot better than Henry Cavill, but um, oh well, I, I don't have a say. Um, but if he can, you know, he can take that character off, and I think he's doing a good job of it, playing the character. Yeah. Amazing, great, awesome. Let's have more DC TV series. I agree. So I, I, I'm I'm not partial to DC at all. Nope, no, can't not tell. Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> He's sitting here with a Superman jacket on. With a Superman hoodie and my Green Lantern ring on. Yeah. I am sharing the Marvel love because I have my Superman shirt on. Or not my Superman, my Spider-Man Spider shirt on. So, even though, yeah. All that guy in comic books. I, I am. This is my normal attire. Like, like I said at my LTUE panel, I have like 22 t-shirts. And all the, <laughs> well, 23 now because I got a Star Wars one. Most, all of them are t-shirts. And, and um, all but I went through them. All but four are DC. As they should be. Yeah. <laughs> I have six Green Lanterns, two Blue Lanterns, and a Red Lantern shirt. Right. So yeah. I have quite a few Green Lanterns, and then I got like five Superman shirts. So yeah. Sounds like a good collection. It, it does. Yeah. It's awesome. I get most of mine from Mood. Yeah. Mood.com. I've gotten some good shirts from there. I like that voice. Yeah. All right. So, that took up some time. That was awesome. I like it when we talk about stuff and then time just flies by. All right. So, yeah. let's move on. So, this is, I, this is kind of a flashback. Um, it's just been announced that Disney XD will be rebooting DuckTales. Yay. Which will be oh, yeah. awesome. I'm super excited about that. I so love that. Actually, give me a reason to watch Disney XD. Yeah. So. What was really amazing is it only aired from 1987 to 1990, but I'm guessing they just rebroadcasted for so long because it seems like it was much longer airtime. But yeah, they only aired the original series for three years. But the new series, this is the bu bummer part, won't be uh, airing and premiering till 2000 or yeah, 2017. Oh. Yeah, a couple of years. Yeah, but all of our favorite characters are coming back. Scrooge McDuck, uh, Huey, Dewey, and Louie, Donald Duck, and a few other characters you'll remember. So, yes. As long as they keep the theme song. I hope so. Oh, yeah. Or at least update it a little yeah. bit. But, you know, I, I really want to see Launchpad. But oh, my yeah, only fear is, is they're not going to have the same voice actors. And so it might throw me off. Mm. 
Yeah, but there's enough impersonators out there. They could probably come close. True. And then the Beagle Boys. Have the Beagle Boys. That would be awesome. Uh, still going on with that kind of revival. Um, Netflix is kind of amping things up. They've just announced that they're going to be uh, reviving Inspector Gadget and Danger Mouse. Nice. Wow. So, besides getting, you know, Daredevil and AKA Jessica Jones and Iron Fist and so much more, we're going to get some Danger Mouse and some Inspector Gadget. Oh, that animated too. Uh, the other ones are live action, the the DC stuff. But this will be spring of 2016. This will be animated, and Inspector Gadget is actually uh, ne- next this next month, and that's oh, going to wow. be a uh, CGI. So that'll be uh, really? pretty interesting. Yeah, I, I just have to say Netflix is really kind of booming with yeah. their own original content. Yeah, I, I've watched a couple of their original shows and high rated and and. Well, this weekend, uh, House of Cards season three comes out. So, oh, wow. uh, and that one's been I gotta get caught up on that. One. Amazing uh, for people that really like that. I don't like po- political shows, but that is so devious is and twisted that you're just like, I gotta watch the next episode to see. Now he's president. What the heck is he gonna do now? I mean, literally. Where do you, where do you go from there, right? Well, I, I see Frank Underwood because, well, Kevin Spacey was Lex Luthor. And, you know, I'm just waiting for him to pull off the hit the hair and say, ha guess what, folks? Gotcha. I'm Lex Luthor. <laughs> I know that doesn't happen, but that would be Probably amazing. The show or the comic book show. Well, yeah. He was president. Yeah, I know. Lex Luthor eventually became president. And right. so that's why I'm thinking, oh, this could really work. In, 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 you know, this is really not what we think it is. It is actually Lex Luthor's story to power. But it's not. Without the DC trademark. Without the DC <laughs> trademark, yeah. Yeah. Him is, you know, Lex Luthor. I think he did a great job. Now I have to go watch House of Cards because I haven't seen it. Oh, you got to watch oh, it. It's, <laughs> it's amazing. He'll be right in the middle of the lane and he'll start talking to the camera yeah. for the audience and then go back. Yeah, to the he audience. breaks that the fourth wall and then comes back. So it's it's like having you know Deadpool on a cartoon. You know, I don't know if you've seen that Ultimate Spider-Man episode yeah. where they have Deadpool and. You know, Spider-Man stops and does his little montage, and then Deadpool jumps in and starts talking, or then he starts doing it. Right. Yeah. That... Sorry. <laughs> Tangent. That's all right. Yep. All right. So, all right. So we can move on to. The... We keep moving on. We got lots of cool stuff to talk about. Uh if I can only get through everything fast. Look at that! Another ten people on Underworld Ascended. Thirty-seven people in the short amount of our talk. So, all right. And then Arnold Schwarzenegger returning uh, for the Terminator Genesis sequel. And this one has Matt Smith in it. So this is going to be interesting how they, they pulled this one off. because the, the Governor and Doctor Who, huh? Yeah. So because he's playing an old model yes. and playing a new, new model, model that's being sent. So he's playing two parts. So it's going to be very interesting. Uh, it's still there. Oh. And they, they send back a new model. Interesting. After the... The the, uh, the chase after the old model? Yeah. Not or chase after the old model, but the chase after... John Connor? John Connor. Because it's always about John Connor. 
Of course. Yeah. And then they send back the another guy who's not a Terminator. Yeah. To get John Connor and his mother hmm. before the Terminator show up. So pretty much this is Terminator two rehashed. Uh, yeah. It's like Back to the Future Two where they went back into the first one. Yeah. <laughs> it's back to the See, Terminator. Is, yeah, I mean <laughs> this is the one thing that time travel just boggles the mind because and this is the one thing I like that Doctor Who has kind of set up that rule. You cannot go back into your own timeline because the Terminator thing just now we're just messing up everything. So. Yeah, how many times can you mess up the timeline? Well, I know. I mean, how many times can you go back and, oh, we're going to change yeah. this and that? And if that's going to be your kind of, you know, device and how we can make more movies, is, oh, we're just going to send them into the past and re. I mean, that's kind of the nice thing I've seen with the newer ones is at least we're moving forward in the timeline somewhat. You know, this last one, John Cont, you know, the Terminators were already released, the uh, Skynet was already active, and it was them trying to survive in that time period, which was pretty cool. Now we're kind of going back in time to go after John Connor again. It's like, oh my gosh, really? All right. Yeah, we've already seen this. We've seen this. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it'll be cool. Maybe it won't. I I, I don't know. Can we have another Terminator that's not Arnold Schwarzenegger? (laughs) I mean, that was the nice thing about the last one. It, it wasn't. It was the, the uh, oh, what is his name? Sam Whitmore? Something like that? Yeah, I don't know. He was, in the, uh, he was in the Clash of the Titans movie and several others. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's uh, May 19th of 2017. Yay! Oh, and then a follow-up movie on June 19th of 2018. So, so we got two more Terminators. Yeah. All right, way to, you know, squeeze the blood out of the franchise. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, isn't that, uh, that was something else that we thought about talking about was Indiana Jones and that reboot, too. Yes, Indiana Jones with Chris Pratt. I think I missed that one. Yeah, isn't he supposed to be Indiana Jones' son or something? Well, that's one of the things that I wondered about, because I don't think it would be great to have him play Indiana Jones again, but a kind of a spin-off character would be pretty cool. I, I think it's going to be a complete reboot. Yeah, yeah, isn't it just a rumor at this point, though? I haven't, well, I haven't seen anything that's confirmed it now. Right. Yeah. Well, the the idea behind Crystal Skull was uh, that kid was going to take over the franchise, but uh, didn't do that well, so yeah, well, they, they axed that. Yeah. Yeah, which... Well, I mean, Harrison Ford has gotten old, <laughs> let's, let's face it. Um, you can only be at the top of your game for so long. Yeah. Yeah, they spread it out too long to have the same character. Yeah. But he's Han Solo this year. <laughs> Harrison Ford. Oh, yeah. He is. But, th- I mean, that's him walking out. I mean, that's... Right. 
Do we know how much he's going to be in? We don't. Yeah. Uh, I, I imagine it'll probably just be in. And we don't even know. I mean, minutes or I think ago. it's rumored that they're bowing out. I mean, they're going to be flying the Falcon quite a bit, so I, I wouldn't know. Um, Could be flashbacks or something. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. From what I've heard, it sounds like this is the movie that will bridge the old generation with the new one so that they can move forward. Um but we don't know. I mean, we 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 just don't because there's not much information going out. Hmm. With all Star Wars movies, it's all rumors until it hits. Yeah. If, I mean, really, that is the truth. Yeah. So. But I've heard that they're casting younger actors to do flashbacks of Luke and Han and stuff. So yeah. And that's uh, unless that's they kind of CGI some things. Right. I don't. I don't know if that's a good idea. Or unless they get an actor that looks an awful lot like the original. I mean, true. Sort of like what they did with Star Trek. But I don't know if you can get someone that looks an awful lot like Mark Hamill. True. Right. You know, just because, you know, he has a distinct look because of the motorcycle accident. You know, and then that, we ha- they had to make some adjustments with the Wampa attack to explain why his face suddenly looks completely different. Um... Yeah, and even he, I mean, I saw him in The Kingsman, and he has not aged very well at all. So. Or in Terry Fisher. True. I mean, mean, and they're definitely not in their prime anymore. They're a lot older. This line, I would assume, is established after they've had their kids and they've been around a while. Um, So it's just going to be interesting. So. All right. Move on to the next thing. Let's see. Jumping on to the next thing. All right. So one more thing we can talk about as our time is dwindling down. Superpowers you don't actually want. This is kind of an interesting topic because I was thinking about it. Are there superpowers out there that you would not yourself want? Hmm. You know, I go back and forth on mind reading. Okay. Yeah, that's that's a good one. I mean, that would be a tough one because, I mean, it would be really cool to be able to read someone's mind, but then, you know. you got to be able to turn it off. You're always going to be able to hear what they think, good or bad. And would it just right, be one person? Right. Everybody. Yeah, well, I mean, that's one thing that I did like that they did on uh, Days of Future Past with X-Men. You know, the older version of Professor X was talking to the younger him, and it's like, you know, this is the burden that we, we take upon ourselves, because he hears everything. Um, I mean, that that has to be difficult, to be able, walking by someone and just hearing all the negative yeah. thoughts that are roiling out of someone. Um, Another one that would kind of suck is... Uh, uh, what rogues can't uh, touch anyone? Yeah, I can't touch anyone. You suck the thing. life out of yeah. them. That would, that would kind of suck. Yeah, yeah. That that would. Um, so. And it would be kind of kind of a pain to have to wear sunglasses all the time too. Yeah, you know. I don't, don't want to open. Oh, yeah, don't want to open my eyes and blow something up. Blow someone's head off yeah. or blow yeah, up a building. Uh, and 
Actually, there's probably a lot of things in X Men. If I there is a lot of mutant <laughs> powers in X Men. That's, that's kind of a hit, hit and miss superpower yeah. in X Men. Yeah, it's like Toad. Ooh, I have a super long tongue. I mean, yeah, yay. That's yeah. exciting. Yeah. And I and I kind of jump around like a frog. I, would that be really a power you'd want? That would be more of a Someone once mentioned yeah. that, that Superman's power would actually be terrible to have because he ne- he always has to watch what he does. He can never actually just let himself go because he'd obliterate everybody, you know, with just a high five. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I and there have been like some cartoons where, you know, Superman's been getting the crap beat out of him and you know, the big alien guys are like, you know, I've got you now and he's like, What you don't realize is I've been holding back. You know. And I don't have to anymore. And, and I am not left-handed. Yeah, and then he hits. Because um, we don't realize... And, and I don't think there is an actual way to measure how powerful Superman is. Because I don't think they've get, made that skill. Obviously because they don't want to restrict themselves. And of course, you get, or they just reformat the comic and then whatever. Um, so. Oh, wow. Yeah. And Superman's an interesting character too. Just... Yeah, they've had to change him a little bit recently where they've given him a new superpower, but it makes him human. I mean, it completely depletes his cells of all energy, and now he's human. He can be killed. Hmm. So, But he goes off almost like a nuclear plasma bomb. So, yeah, he can wipe out an entire city. But then he's human. Yay. Yeah. He can bleed. That, yeah. Okay. So that's interesting. I don't know. I mean, the superpower, I mean... That's kind of going back to Flash. Is his power really that cool? I mean, super speed, is that really that cool? In in some ways, yes. But other ways, is it really? I mean, you, You'd definitely be able to win, like, the Olympics and yeah, every I mean, marathon that you ever enter. Yeah. Because, I mean, the reason I asked is because I was looking at the Justice League. Okay, so we have Superman, which is super strong, can fly, X-ray vision, heat vision, blah, 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 blah. Well... We all know Batman's just a more, you know, yeah. a super smart guy with lots of money and toys. Yeah. So we're we're not a, there's no superpowers there, so we're moving aside. You got Wonder Woman, which super strong, and almost completely invulnerable. Used to have to fly an invisible point, but now she can fly herself. Now you got Aquaman, super strong, swims fast, can speak to fish. I know that's not really cool. But he is impervious to to bullets and bladed weapons. I mean, they break on him, um, except for Atlantean metal. That's the only thing that can actually cut him. Uh, he's punched death. So I know everyone jokes and about, makes fun as, uh, of Aquaman, but he he's a big deal. He, he's almost as strong as Superman. No one realizes that. Okay, and then you go to Flash. So you got three out of the four I've already named off that are almost as strong as each other, impervious to weapons, and the Flash just runs super fast. So it's kind of yeah, like how runs what, bullets, what runs. Yeah, I mean he can run bullets, you know, and stuff like that. But is that really that cool of a superpower? Yeah, when you put it up against the other three, yeah, not so much. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, well, I think part of his is kind of like that. Um, you know, Batman. It's not so much the power; it's how he applies it. And if it's applied yeah. well, it's cool. If not, he just runs fast. Yeah. Well, and I, and I think they've kind of done a good job moving back to the Flash on this, is where, you know, he 
he's kind of still figuring out his powers, and there's some times where he's like, ah, oh, I've got this, and then there's a new twist, you know, like that general that had that really weird grenade thing that he tosses in the air, and these little sh- shards come out, but they're attracted to kinetic energy. So they pierced everywhere on him, and he's like in severe pain. But at the same time, because he has a speed of metabolism, he's healing. And so uh, it's like like he just got shot by a giant porcupine. Um, So, I mean, that was kind of cool. And now he has to figure out how to avoid that. And then they come out with another bomb that has like some weird phosphorus thing that explodes on him, and it's burning him. It's it's like acid. And so it's like, okay, I can run really fast. How do I deal with that? You know, and then yeah, because it's following me. Because it's, it's clinging to me. And so then the, the doctor guy on the in, in comms goes, the only way to do this is to create a vacuum. So he has to run super fast in a circle to create a vacuum. So meanwhile, he's being burned by acid. So I, I like how they're trying yeah. to find ways to still neutralize his powers. And, of course, if he gets hit, which has happened, and he's flying, you know, super speed doesn't help. Yeah. So, yeah, you can't run when you're unconscious. Yeah. Or on your back. Or on your back, yeah. You can't do it prone. Sorry. Yeah. Can he crawl? Can he do the spider walk? That would be interesting. Can the Flash <laughs> crawl super fast? <laughs> because you've never seen that. You've only seen him run. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, he does, you know, stir things super fast. So I would assume he could crawl super fast. Yeah. yeah. Why, why didn't do like, he do that? He should do, like, cartwheels and stuff. I know. Yeah. <laughs> that's a so new, curl up in a ball and just roll around. There's, that's a new... So Sonic does it. Why can't he? Yeah, right. <laughs> New superpower for Flash. Cartwheel maneuver. Cartwheels down the road. Yeah. And cut through solid objects. Oh, hey, I like that one. That'll have to be one of the resolutions to one of somebody's grenade or something. You'll have to do cartwheels. Cartwheels. Cartwheel through it. <laughs> that would be interesting. But that, that, that general got pulled off by Grodd, so. Who, who knows? Uh, I can't remember. My friend said that that general becomes a main character, like a villain or something. I forget huh. how he said he was. But. Well, well, I guess Grodd may not just kill him. He may brainwash him. Yeah, I can't remember. Because Grodd is, I mean, yeah, I think he is. Yeah, but. I don't and they got, and they got Clancy Brown playing him, so... If you're going to have that guy, the Kurgan, playing him, you might as well use him to full well, you know, potential. the voice of Lex Luthor. And that is the voice of Lex Luthor <laughs> in the animated cartoon. That's so. all I hear. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe he's Lex No, he's not. He's yeah. Lex <laughs> yeah. That's House of Cards. Come on. Yeah, I know. That's House of Cards. I'm, I'm mixing up way too many things. I can't do that. No. All right. Well, um, we do not time left. So we've got about eight minutes. Uh, if you run out, you uh, UtahGeekMedia.com Utah or, Geek or Utah Geek, Excuse me, Utah Geek I don't know why I get that wrong every time. Well, you, we have UtahGeekMedia.com too. Okay. That, that's, that used to be our primary. Now All right. we're trying to brand everything so as Utah U- Geek Magazine. UtahGeekMagazine.com uh, You have the, the magazines posted there digitally, Absolutely. so they can definitely yeah. pick those up. Um, or if need be, you can always go to a comic book store, local gaming store. The magazines are there. Libraries, some coffee Libraries, shops. Libraries, coffee shops. Keep your eye out for it. Pick it up. Uh, there's some great articles in there, especially if you're a geek locally here uh, in Utah. You can pick those up, which is just plain amazing. Uh, as well as uh, keep an eye out 
for uh, or if you haven't contribute to Underworld Ascendant uh, that Tracy Hickman is contributing to, and if we can get to that uh, seven hundred fifty thousand marker, he will be writing another story um, as, as well as Shroud of the Avatar, his books uh, on Web, as well as all of the many other books he has written. The man is busy. And then for those conventions out there that are listening in, check into, um, oh, what is it? I'm trying to remember. Check into Communitex. Uh, That's That is what it is. Um, will help solve your line problems and make everyone happy. Yeah, we like to be happy at conventions. Yes, we do like to be happy at conventions. So, it's, wow. That is, that is another uh, showdown. So we got six minutes left. Uh, next week, we will be having on the show. Let me just pull up that so I can tell you exactly who is on the show next week. Because uh, next week's show is going to be uh, super busy. We got Ferret Stein Metz uh, on the show talking about uh, the new book, Flex, from Angry Robot Books. That will be the first half of the show. And then the last half of the show, we'll have Bob Salvatore coming on talking about his latest Dritz novel. Also known as R.A. Salvatore, for those in that don't know him. Uh, we, yeah, we've got two great shows back-to-back. Um, and then the week after that, uh, wow, my calendar just went crazy. week after that, we will have uh, Carrie Patel on the show talking about The Buried Life, another uh, book from Angry Robots. And then we'll just keep rolling on, having lots more fun, uh, because uh, it's that time of year where books are starting to roll out and we're having uh, them come on, so... Uh, any last minute things you guys want to talk about real quick? Because we got about five minutes. Mm, what can I fill five minutes with? I don't know. TikTok. What, TikTok. TikTok. What could we? <laughs> Dr. B, you have a question? You have uh, a quick subject or item um, to talk about? Well, we talked. We talked about what superpower we don't want. Do we want to hit the ones we do want? What, what superpower you would want? That's a great idea. I'd love to fly. You'd love to fly? Yeah. I'd love to be able to pass. Would be great for commuting. Right. Flight would be awesome. I really it would. Yeah. I mean, it would make commuting easy. You could. I wouldn't have you guys to fly to. The, the, the greatest American <laughs> hero. Oh, I yeah. love that. You guys ever see that show? Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. afraid I'd be like him flying. You know, like five feet off the ground. <laughs> because read the instructions. That, that, the instructions. I know that. Yeah. That that. That was an interesting concept. Let's make a superhero that's given this suit by aliens. Here is the instruction booklet. Read it, and you will be impervious and be a a superhero with powers unknown. And then you lose the instruction book. Wow. Why would you even put the suit on after that point? I mean, if you lose the instruction book, that's like getting this big, fancy, you know, desk or uh, entertainment center from Ikea, and then you lose the instructions, and there is no way to get another copy. Would you even attempt to build that? <laughs> most guys do. I guess I'm not most people. I read the instructions. <laughs> I typically do, too. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I, I would definitely play with an alien suit. Okay. Instructions or not. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Yeah. I, I'd flip some buttons. And you flip hope, some buttons not. and hope that it. Yeah. Hopefully yeah, not kill myself. Does this work or not? Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully it's not the Iron Man suit where there's like missiles all over the place. Yeah. Maybe start out at uh, you know on the soft flats or something. Okay. Yeah. 
Test one. <laughs> Where he flies up and slams into things. All right. Okay, so you guys, you guys would uh, use the suit. All right. In a safe environment. In a safe environment. Yeah, All right. I wouldn't like to go in the middle of the city. So you want flight. What other powers would you guys want? Flight's definitely an A-list. Flight is up there? Yeah. I wouldn't mind a power ring. I mean, the power ring gives me everything. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I can fly. I have a shield. I can create anything. Just wearing a green lantern. Exactly. See, my favorite superhero is Batman, and he has no... Superpower. He doesn't have a superpower. He's got lots of money. Is, is, is that ring a superpower, though? Like, superpower is different than a super item. I know. It's, it's a super ability. It gives it's him superpowers. Super abilities. It gives him superpowers. So it would be just like your super suit without uh, the instructions. I mean, it's Iron, like Iron Man. It's like Iron Man. Yeah. Yeah, he's not a super. Yeah, he he's just superpower. a regular guy with lots of money yeah, to build a fancy yeah. suit. A rich guy with, uh, with toys. Yes. Like Batman. Yeah. 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 Marvel's Batman. Yep. Right. right. But I could travel into space. I can go at the speed of light. I mean, there's so many things I could do with a power ring. Yeah. Man, That's you and my son would get along. Yeah, but I just have to remember to recharge it. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to be mid-flight and have the battery die? Yeah. Well, I mean, the, I like that's the one thing I do like about the newer Green Lantern is they're able to move their lantern into a dimension pocket of space, so it's always technically with them as long as their ring is on them. Because in the past, you know, the old comics, you know, they would yeah, have to go back. back to wherever that lantern was. How annoying is that? Well, they decided, well, we can charge our phones on the fly. I know. So Seriously. <laughs> that's, that's what it is. Yeah, the age port, of portable USB battery. Yes. Yeah, All right. Portable mobile hotspots. Portable, you know, ring recharger. So, I don't know if Dr. B, did you say your no, power that you would have? I was mostly listening. I, I'm a huge fan of Captain America and the way he works. I think I might go with okay. the uh, super steroids. The super strength? All right. That would be very interesting because you're already a really tall guy. Yeah. You know, and, and he started out as a really short, scrawny guy. So if you got all that, would you be like a giant? Would you be even taller? I don't know. I'm six yep. and a half feet tall now, so I don't I know. know. Add another foot. Apache chief. You'd be Apache chief. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we got a minute left of this show, so uh, tune in next week as we talk to. Uh, oh man, I've already forgot. So uh, Ferret Steinmetz and author Bob Salvatore or R. A. Salvatore talking about their new books. It'll be lots of fun. We'll be uh, talking to them. We may sneak in some more geek stuff like we, we've done tonight uh it's always tough especially you know bob likes to talk like tracy likes to talk uh with the problem no, no, no. Um, it's uh, always great so we'll see how the first interview goes and we'll move on from there uh but with that said tune in next week and we will catch you then so uh good night like and get more from your games and with that another show is out the